Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And I'm Nate Baranowski. <laughs> and this week, we review the 2014 movie starring Liam Neeson, nonstop. We talk about when Liam Neeson was the ultimate action star in the year 2014. <laughs> we promised Nate does not do this voice the whole time, but I specifically asked he do it in the intro because he was getting good at it. We have a spoiler horn and talk about who are the possible terrorists in this movie. <laughs> and then... Things got a little Batman-y at the end. <laughs> Where are they? Where's Rachel? <laughs> the accent. You have to... I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. There you go. You're That's it. Movies, if you're listening to movies on the side right now, I can tell you, you'll really like this episode. Go watch Nonstop. It's the Taco Bell <laughs> breakfast of movies. Sometimes it starts sounding like Scooby-Doo, though. All this and more on movies on the side. Nate, we're getting back to our roots again mm. because this week we did a Liam Neeson. This is not a disaster movie. What do you call this kind of movie? It's like a uh, thriller. It's a, a thriller drama. Yeah, something yeah, like it's that. A thriller on a plane. I think uh, just one more. You know, another movie which just teaches us Liam Neeson gets nervous flying too. Stephen, you don't have you know to what? be. You don't have to feel alone. I felt a little uh, justified by that. You know, if Liam Neeson's character, just the character gets nervous on a plane, I feel justified. I had avoided watching this movie for a while because I knew it was like taken, but on a plane, taken the movie, but kind of on a plane. It's Liam Neeson's shtick, you know, doing this. But I was traveling a lot when this movie came out. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't know what's in this movie, but I don't want to be thinking about a hijacking of a plane uh, oh, while I'm yes. having to be on a bunch of planes. So I didn't so see it. Is this the first time you have ever seen this movie? This is the first time I ever saw Whoa. nonstop from 2014. This is from eight years ago. This is an eight year. That doesn't sound right. Saying 2014 was eight years ago. Oof. Time flies, doesn't it? I don't, that, I don't like that at all. But anyway, this is my first time seeing it. So I imagine you saw this Closer to when I it was saw, released. Yeah, I saw right when it came out. I yeah, yeah. I do think that this is around the time. Yes. Say this. Let me think about it. Oh? Yeah. This is right around the time when Liam Neeson's star began to cool slightly. Oh. That's and so, but I was still watching every single movie that Liam Neeson starred in at this. Absolutely. So Taken was 2008. Okay. Right. Okay. We moved to kind of moving into 2010. He did the Clash of the Titans, a team. He did unknown, which was an action movie that was kind of, you know, kind of grabbed you. He did the gray where I believe he fought wolves. He did that battleship movie. Um, <laughs> then taken two in 2012. So we're moving closer. Right. The sequel, right. not as good as the original. And then we hit nonstop. And I'll say this is kind of the inflection point mm-hmm. where we start, Liam Neeson started to be in movies that were maybe a little bit more um, direct-to-video kind of no. vibe. Yeah. Then Before, like, streaming three, was really a thing. Run yeah. All Night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what? Uh, oh, he was in Silence. That was very good. The He's listening. The commun- he's been pursuit. in a lot of movies. In a lot of movies, he was the, in the Marksman, commun- which we've done. Yeah, he was in Men in Black International, although very briefly, I think. No, very briefly. Was it briefly? Yeah, 
He did Ordinary Love. Now, like in the in between there, 2019. Yeah, I'm just saying yeah. that 2014 was around the time, I believe between this and Unknown are two Blu-ray movies that I now own. But I think <laughs> around this time was when I kind of had the... <sighs> yeah. We've had a good run. I mean, I still love Liam Neeson. Don't get me wrong. I love Liam Neeson. His interview on the Smartless podcast, I really enjoyed that one. Amazing. Some, somehow, he has done two movies this year, 2022. One called Blacklight and one called Memory. Both movie posters is just him holding a gun. And both, both of these movies were released this year. How did that even happen? Yes. In Memory, he's an assassin for hire. In Blacklight, he is a government operative. How did he do both? How did he, how did, how did he do basically the same movie twice in one year? That's amazing. I yeah, he is I he has done a tremendous amount of movies. He yes. has moved into doing a lot of after taken a lot of amazing actiony sort of movies and some that aren't as amazing. I'm down for it. I really Listen, am down for it for the most part. And I have to yeah. say, right off the bat, kind of like this movie. Uh, listen, this is what I'm getting at. <laughs> even if we sounded tepid or even negative for the last few moments, I feel like when you watch a Liam Neeson movie, you know exactly what you're going to get. And you still like feel some things. Even as he's getting older, you like seeing him in the act. Like, I still enjoy a Liam Neeson movie. I feel like... How do I say, how do I put this? I was going to say it's like cheesecake or another dessert that maybe doesn't stand head and shoulders above other desserts. You've had it a number of times. Maybe you might get something on the cheesecake that kind of sets it apart a little bit. Maybe you went to Cheesecake Factory, but you know, it's cheesecake. But you know, you're not really going to be disappointed by cheesecake most of the time. So when you order it, you know what you're going to get. What? Which is if you watch, unless you eat too much, which is the equivalent of right. watching, th- if you watched three of these back to back to back. No, no, no. That's too much. That's right. Yeah. You need to have it in moderation. And I feel like that's a Liam Neeson action movie. And so going back in time, man, I, I liked watching this movie and I thought it was pretty good. Uh, real quick, Nate. Which Rotten movie Tomatoes. is better? Okay. Nonstop or mm. The Commuter, which is nonstop on a train. Oh. That we have done for this, it came out four years later. We have done this movie for this podcast. I feel like that was our third episode. I think, I think, I think I like nonstop. It's been a while since I've seen Commuter, but I think I like nonstop better. What about you? I think, yeah, I was watching it and going, I feel like I've seen this movie recently. And then I thought, oh, this is like The Commuter but better. And I and, do have to yeah. say, are you ready for this? Yeah. Jaume Colette Serra is the director of this movie. He directed unknown. The other movie I referred to, uh-huh. he directed nonstop. He directed run all night. Another Liam Neeson movie. And he directed the commuter. He has now directed four Liam Neeson movies. He wow. also directed the 2021 jungle cruise and, and really? the almost out in theaters movie Black Adam, another movie Whoa. starring The Rock. So he's basically the Moss's official <laughs> director. <laughs> I would agree. I will crown Between him the Liam Neeson director. and The Rock? Oh, forget about it. 
there are two tent poles of this of this podcast. Right. Yeah. No, I I love it. Now, what do you think uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie? Critics and audience. Uh, I'm going to say critics gave this one 57. 61. Very close guess. Feeling audience. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think what? audience gave this one 71. Uh, audience gave it 63. I think okay. Uh, okay. They, they might have come off of that taken fatigue. But anyway, premise of this. Liam Neeson is an air marshal named Bill Marks. He's on a flight. He starts getting mysterious text messages that someone on the plane is going to kill a passenger every 20 minutes unless he gets money wired to some dollars. 50 million bank account. And, you know, it ensues that he's, Liam Neeson is trying to stop this guy. This guy is playing mind games, has turned several passengers, including a fellow air marshal against him and is trying to frame him for things. And it's like a big whodunit, basically, until the very end. Julianne Moore is in this movie, which was surprising. I didn't know she was in it until I started watching it. Lupita <laughs> Nyong'o is in it in the most, and this must be before she became super popular because right. she's the other flight attendant, and she is in this for three minutes of screen time. Three minutes. <laughs> Almost no lines. But also Michelle Dockery from Downton Abbey is in this movie, kind of like as the... Right. And I, I believe, if I remember correctly, back to my 2014 self, yes. I had watched Downton Abbey. Oh, I had okay. then watched this movie, and I believe this was one of her first, like, hey, you're not supposed to be in the modern times. What are <laughs> I was you, like, what, what are you like, doing here? Time locked, yeah. So, listen, I mean, I don't even know if it requires much more analysis than that, but I, I really love it. I do think I try to look for that one moment where I will feel something from Liam Neeson because mm-hmm. a lot of it is action. A lot of it is like fighting in an airplane bathroom, which is very exciting. Kind of, he growls a lot in this one. <clears throat> he growls a lot. He talks about his daughter, which we then come to find out that he was talking about his daughter as though she was still alive. That's like his conversations with Julianne Moore. Apparently his daughter died and he kind of still talking as though she's still alive. But Throughout the movie, like they're trying to discredit him to the passengers and conveniently every passenger's TV in the backseat is like showing news of the plane events, which, you know, I mean, it's okay. It's a lean. There is so much convenient coverage. I believe even when he pulls up to the airport at the beginning, it's like on the radio, like, yeah. Now the federal government is, uh, you know, what are these air marshals <laughs> doing on here? They, right. We need to give more security and to our airplanes because there could be a hijacking <laughs> or something. Yeah. Like, oh. Which right. I was, I did go down a small rabbit hole after I watched this movie about reading about air marshals and like what that was. And it was apparently, you know, after 9-11, air marshals were like, <sighs> air marshals was like one of the initiatives for security, homeland and all mm-hmm. that. I had assumed, I don't know, I'd be curious if you had assumed this too, but I thought there was like, it was supposed to be known that there's an air marshal on every flight in the U.S. Uh-huh. Like that was a thing for a while, but that's actually not true. Like there's not enough air marshals to do that because right. there are a ton of flights every day. Did you ever think that or had you heard I, something yeah, like that? Yeah, I did. I don't really know how air marshals work. And my very first thought was, do they let an air marshal sit in a first class? And how that do you get to be seemed... the first class air marshal and not the coach air marshal? <laughs> right. Although, you know, there's like both this in first class in this movie. There's a very hand wavy scene when he because air marshals carry a gun. And so like when he's going through TSA security early in the movie, there's like this 
weird knowing look from the TSA security agent. And I guess there's some kind of high sign that he does to let him know he's an air marshal. And, you know, the guy sees the gun through the metal detector or the x-ray or whatever, but doesn't say anything about it. So that was like a whole interesting, I do wonder how that happens in real how life. How is a marshal, a marshal, they, now this is 2014 and I have a lot of things to say about 2014 and how much random people spoke to each other back then. So it must be different than now because nowadays there is far too much stranger to stranger small talk in this movie mm, that yes. takes me at strains credulity mm, for me. Thank, thank you but are marshals required to like stand in tsa line with a gun and just like have to like sneak their way on through there's not like a you know a crew entrance they could use in some other area and then like not someone's gonna be like wait a minute i didn't see you go through tsa yeah, I, <laughs> I feel like no one would keep that close of an eye to like see who's sitting at the gate. Did I see all these people? Because you also you don't see everyone going through TSA. I mean, TSA. Is, I'd be much more scared you know? seeing someone and accidentally like glimpsing a gun on them, and then they go right. through security, and I go, "Wait, wait, wait, stop, right. Batman!" Would that right there <laughs> the mass hysteria you would cause? Oh, and speaking of which, this I think we should talk about TSA. I mean, have you flown recently? Also, I don't think flew. they're able to bring their own guns through. I feel like those guns should be provided at the airport. Right, like a locker room. Let me, let me operate this air marshal thing. For sure. Um, have you flown you recently? When was the last time you flown? Um, maybe three months ago, two and a half months ago. Have you had to do the uh, the body scanner? Have you done like you lift your arms and scan the body? Oh, thing? yeah, I've done, that. I've done that for years. I know it's been a while for years, but like I guess in the in the Tampa airport at least – that's they have the body scanners, but there's like right. a well, they have double line. Now. They like selectively choose like what like who gets the body scanner. You know what I mean? Oh, really? I basically I have it's like everyone goes through it unless there's a backup, and then they like release valve like, hey, you five, you just walk through this metal detector. Yeah, you guys don't look like you're gonna hurt anybody. You guys look cool. But now I also flew through the Dallas airport recently. There's no body scanners over there. I mean, they're doing like like metal detectors at the Deep beach kind of thing. What? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, do you, I mean, isn't it true that there's like a, like you get a weird, like almost without clothes body image in those body scanners? No, no. Well, you know what, Steven, you sound like you're stuck in 2014 as well. That was like a thing <laughs> back when like they first came out, like, Hey, oh, you okay. can see me in my underwear or whatever. And then they fixed all of that. And now what they see is like the blockiest of like forms. <laughs> okay. They're so it was like, true at one at, point. It was true at one point. For then? like, yeah, for like one model for like two days before the news caught okay. on. Like, hold All on right. a second. Oh, I just, I don't know. I was just checking. Okay. Anyway, this movie does a great job of, well, I don't know about a great job, but they really want you to think that Austin Riley, who plays the character Corey, is the bad guy throughout like the entire movie. You know, they do mm-hmm. all like the close ups on his face and he's like always grimacing. Because he's played a bad guy in every other movie he's ever he been was, in. He was the bad guy in Ant-Man. If you've seen that, he was the Hornet character, the Wasp or whatever. But uh, yeah, they do a great job of like making him seem like the bad guy and then not, which I don't know. Still did you... a little prejudice towards the Middle Eastern doctor, if I remember that, correctly. That the was a little says, like, You can allow that guy in the cockpit? I was like, whoa, hold on yeah, a second. Are you supposed was... to be a lovable New Yorker here or what are we doing? Right. But also 
I, I feel like the movie does turn that a little bit because like he is, the, he, like, he is the doctor. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. Drops his. I will say, I will say I did feel something during this movie because as the news agency and whatever, like as he is getting discredited, Liam Neeson, like his character is being discredited. Like the news is for some reason covering that he's an alcoholic and basically it's trying to portray that he is hijacking the plane himself and there's not some other mysterious murderer. There is this moment where Liam Neeson basically addresses all the passengers who have like tried to beat him up and stop him because now all the passengers think he's bad. I'm not a good guy. I'm not a good dad. (laughs) I'm an alcoholic. Listen, but okay, you're saying that like that. I'm trying to save all of you. All of you. I'm Aslan. <laughs> Listen, was he the voice of Aslan? Yeah. Was he? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Anyway, that little speech that he says, mm-hmm. it still gets me. Like, I still feel something during that speech because I'm like, this is a universal principle that actually being vulnerable and legitimately transparent, mm-hmm. and when like you are actually telling the truth will actually speak to people even as strangers that you are less you know what (laughs) unless you're on the phone with some higher ups at the tsa who are annoyingly never believe this man who is like hey i'm here to report like there's a a threat and they're like i guess you're the terrorist now because your account number is to you and yeah everyone this is bad. That that dude that then like at the end of the movie completely turned 180 and was like Yeah. I don't know, trying to be nice. I was like, you hey, were a jerk this that. entire movie. Yeah. Don't right. don't don't even try to do that. But, yes, but that speech was that was good and him I really wish they would have been a little more upfront with the crew a little earlier because I or not the crew, the uh, passengers. Cause I do think you could have really crowdsourced finding out who the like person yeah. was. Yeah. Which, are we going to do spoilers for this? It is a little whodunity, and I feel like I do want to talk about it. Maybe we should do a spoiler horn for this. Okay, we, we can do a spoiler horn. That's fine. Okay. So I won't talk about the ending yet. Do we, should we do it now? Do you want to rate it? And no, then no. We'll... I, I have a couple more things I want to talk to about this Okay, movie. <laughs> okay please <laughs> so go ahead. Things. After you, please. Okay. Um, I do have to say, all credit to Jaume Colette, Sarah. This movie is hyper suspenseful. Yes. Like, it made me think of there was that Jodie Foster flight plan movie that I feel like also had a ton of suspense in it. It oh, really yeah, yeah. does a good job of, like, I'd, I've seen this movie before, and I still questioned, like, wait, is uh is is Nancy, is she bad? I don't remember. Are you bad? Are you, like, Austin mm-hmm. Riley, are you bad? And it's, I, I think it, this movie's very, very good at suspense. It's very, very good. Like when he kills that other marshal in the restroom and this conveniently locks it for the rest of the time. And everyone's like, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> there is a great feeling of like, oh man, you're in a tough spot here. Yes. Yeah. When, when- By the way, that bathroom fight, as far as action, best action of the movie. That was really good. Well choreographed. Yeah. Does he, I mean, Lee Neeson did that himself, you think? There's not some other like stuntman probably, right? I bet so. Yeah, I think he did. I bet it was the, really good. But the other guy 
had the look of maybe he was a stuntman. Yeah. Like that I think guy right. may have been right. like dual and he might have been doing a lot of the heavy lifting in that scene. But cool mm, fight yeah. scene, good cool amount of suspense, scene. great music stingers kind mm-hmm. of throughout. Yep. Yep. Great all, suspense. Yeah, all of it is great. Like seeing Michelle Dockery get slightly more suspicious of him as the movie goes on and like wanting to trust him but not. And then I mean, what happens to like when the pilot is one of them? Is that a spoiler? Should we not no, say that? No, no, I think that's fine. Yeah, there's one like, is it the second death? Because the guy says every 20 minutes yes. he's going to kill somebody. Yes. The fact that Liam Neeson was like the first person to kill another person, like that was kind of like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. And then for the, for then the pilot to be poisoned, like one, it was, I'm glad it was proof that Liam Neeson couldn't have done it because the cockpit was closed. But yeah, shortly after like that suspicion it can, it returns and everybody doesn't like Liam Neeson. So, right. The, if you are like, let's talk real quick about just Liam Neeson's role as bill, which again, short for William, which is Liam Neeson's full name, William. Oh, Liam. Is short for William. Did you know that? Huh. I didn't William know that. John Neeson, I believe is his full name. Wow. Um, do you think there's anything that he could have done better? as a marshal to like not get in the situation that he was in. <sighs> Minus I mean, not smoking in the bathroom, which feels like right. the biggest giveaway because where is you're that? already like, hiding. It's going to smell like smoke in there when you're done. So yeah. a flight attendant can like report you and you're going to come back to your seat and smell like smoke. Like that's how cigarettes work. <laughs> I, I feel like, <sighs> I guess maybe I have too much faith in the human psyche, but I feel like if he would have been more transparent earlier, that one of you will die every 20 seconds, <laughs> not by 20 seconds. I mean, 20 minutes, Look maybe not. You. I mean, I would not maybe have looked to your said, left. Look to your right. One of you is a terrorist. <laughs> That's the time limit. I think would incite panic uh-huh. like to a level that would not be contained, but, I don't know to be like, all right, listen, this like something funny is going on. I'm getting these messages and I don't know, like, I feel like, I don't know. Or maybe just tell like, yeah, I don't know. I I guess I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like more transparency always helps build trust and would have been better earlier because that Mm -hmm. also worked later. At least that's what the movie showed us. But I don't know. Did you? Do you have any thought? Yeah, um, my first thought was you are being the the you know terrorist guy, whoever it may be, gave like the the text early on of like, hey, you know, you also smoked inside of a restroom and like, you know, that sort of thing, knowing what's going on. And my first thought was like, well, you can limit it down. It's got to be somebody in first class. Because right. no one in the back of the plane is going to know you just went and smoked right. in the restroom, right? It's either crew or first class is somebody. Yeah. And there are only like eight people in there in that did first you ever think, class cabin. Did you ever think Julianne Moore was the bad guy? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it leans pretty yeah, heavy yeah. into that a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. A couple times. But yeah. But also, yeah, we'll get to it after the horn. But okay, yes, okay, I okay, definitely okay. suspected her at some point in time. And the other thing is this. There are like 12 people in first class. I would show my badge, be like, all right, listen, uh, there's been a, a threat on this flight. 
I need all of you to raise your phone in the air here in first class. I will look through all of your phones. Yeah, like, that is true. Yeah. yeah. I, or like, all right, everyone, like seriously, everyone in first class, like take <laughs> off your clothes. Like, strip down. Like I, if you're hiding stuff, like it's basically like everyone put stuff in a pile. Cause like, this is serious enough that I don't know. I feel like you could some sort of, I know special international code should be like, all right, the marshal has every right to like invade all of your privacy because somebody's trying to take over this plane. If you had enough handcuffs and could just like handcuff everyone, everybody to their seat, at least in first class and see if the text messages still come. Yeah. But then you're just making people sitting ducks to get murdered. I wouldn't, if I'm innocent, I don't want my hands cuffed. And if someone's going to be kill me, I want to defend myself. Okay. If you were on a plane, sitting uh-huh. in first class and an air marshal said there's a murderer on the uh-huh. plane and yep. we know that they are in first class with yep. the 12 of us uh-huh. i'm going to handcuff everyone yeah. to, and and see if the messages stop would you resist that yes would you, yes absolutely you would? i would resist here's why i would resist you would look if immediately guilty well I know, but I wouldn't be. I would, I would, I would get naked and give him the my phone to show that <laughs> wait, I'm wait, wait. So you would. You can't you handcuff me, but I will stand. I'll be here in the corner. <laughs> you would. You would rather be in the nude than yes. handcuffed yes. to your chair. Here's why. Here's why, Stephen. Yeah. Think it. Think it through. <laughs> the murderer on a plane like this right. is going to be the person who knows how to like get out of handcuffs slash has like the little handcuff key. And then I just become a murder duck, which is the name of the duck that gets murdered. What what if they said, okay, you can take all your clothes off, but you also have to stand at the front of the plane. You can't just sit. Yes. Yes. You would do that. Yes. Because then I could see people coming. As long as you're not wall and you can get shanked from behind. No, thank you. But I will look out. As long yeah. as you're, as long as you're not handcuffed, you're willing to do pretty much anything. Would you rather be else. naked or dead? And that's my question. That, that is, not the, this is not the equivalent. That's not the equivalent of the scenario. Yeah, it's a false equivalency. But yeah. you have to say I would not want to be handcuffed because if I feel like there's, or if the plane's going down, or if it's being hijacked, I want to be able right. to like be involved on the good side, and not be handcuffed in the corner, because. You As think we it was, get to after the spoiler horn? If you does that stop anybody? If you were put in charge of handing out the life vets post <laughs> not having any clothes, do you think that would like slow the process at all? I mean, that might cause no, another distraction. No, the, the terror would they would oh, take remember. it would take over. It, it would be like yeah, no one would ask why this man doesn't have any clothes. On. Right? It's just like no, no, he's innocent. As you can see, he is innocent. Yeah, he's completely innocent. I also, I think, I just here's what I. Another thing I have to say, because uh-huh. I'm on a I'm on a roll right now. You're on a roll right now. Yeah, keep going. If the person who, in the year 2014, is texting you, and apparently no one has iPhones back then, what what iteration were we on in 2014? 2014. Well, That's uh, seven we'll, years later. We'll it would have been the iPhone seven. They were filming it in 2013. That would have been the success iPhone success. Were there any Were there any iPhones in this movie, or were they all flip? They were all like like the rocker or flip slide out keyboard Full style. Full keyboard, right. Yeah, that was a little dated maybe. Liam Neeson knew how to do touch. Which again, mm-hmm. his character probably did have a full keyboard. I believe him. But yeah, like that's true. Everyone yeah. else, I'm not sure. But anyway, here's what I would do. 
if you're sending texts and you're like saying like, Hey, I love the, like, look around and see who's texting back. I wouldn't have people, um, I wouldn't have people like in the front watching the security cameras. I would hire a squad, a force, and they would start at the back of the plane and then I would text with the killer and they would walk forward behind the people. Uh, Listen, I've done enough flying in planes that I could basically read other people's texts when they're Mm. nearby. Mm, That's good. And so if someone's texting, you shouldn't be able to text in the plane. So if anyone has, if you can see bubbles, they're the murderer. Okay. Yeah. That sounds right. That's my setup. You should be an air marshal. Should be an air marshal. My final thing before we rate this movie and get to the spoiler horn is this. Who is the hero of this movie? That's not Liam Neeson. I'll Mm. give you one guess. Who is the most heroic person in this movie? Oh. Hmm. I mean, is it Michelle Dockery? It is not Michelle Dockery. Michelle Dockery does do like one good like hit at some point in time in there, but no. Is it Corey Stoll, who we thought was the bad guy? No. Uh-huh. Corey Stoll, he got shot, which apparently yeah, <laughs> Liam Neeson like makes fun of him at the end. Like, I can't believe you got shot. Yeah, I know. That was pretty funny. Who, who is it then? Who do you think? The answer is Kyle. The pilot, the co-pilot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Saw his friend die in front of him in the in the pilot thing. And then, like, operates. Uh, there is a terrible incident going on behind him. Locks that door and just operates the plane like a boss. Yeah, yeah, that is true. He is a co-pilot hero. Kyle. Amazing. Yep. Also... Co-pilot Kyle, apparently a love interest to Michelle Dockery, Nancy. Oh, yeah, yeah, No yeah. reference other than, like, once at the beginning, once at the end. Apparently, they didn't. <laughs> it was enough, though. Throughout there. Okay, that's it. He's the best. All right, let's rate this movie on a scale of zero to five ribbons. The ribbon that Liam Neeson wraps mm-hmm. around his hand to remember his daughter. I'm uh, going to go first. Okay, yeah. you always go first. go first these days, and I feel like. Do I? My, oh, I'm sorry. I you accidentally. Oh, all right, you go first. Yeah, please. I'm going to give this movie, I'm going to give this movie three and a half. And here's why. Yeah. It doesn't tie up loose ends. Well, there are a lot of hanging things just out there that were meant to make you feel nervous, but don't have an elegant solution to them. We'll talk about after the spoiler horn. Yeah. But for a movie that's fun and I was planning to fold clothes and do some like chores around the house while watching this movie. Right. I thought yeah. I can get a lot done. I sure. watched it this morning. I ended up getting only halfway through a laundry basket of clothes because uh-huh. I was watching this movie hard. Yes. And, and you know what? This is a movie I've seen once before, and I was yep. still paying close attention trying to figure out uh, who is the bad guy here. Right. And so, three and a half, it's not elegant. I wish the ending was a little bit better, but it's very suspenseful. So three and a half. That's pretty good. Nate, I'm I'm concerned that maybe our minds are molding mm. when we get to this rating section. Because molding. I was just thinking four 
is too high for this movie. Three is too low. But I want to give it enough of a rating that people who may have not seen it to check it out. It's on HBO Max. It's on like whatever you, microwave is streaming. Like you can get this places. You don't have to pay for it. Right. So I, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to do it to you. I'm going to say it's three and a half. I think it's a three and a half. It's a good solid movie. If you want to see some thriller and suspense and some action mm-hmm. and you love Liam Neeson, even 10% as much as we do, I think it's a good movie and you should check it out. This so is the Liam Neeson like horizon. I would say probably the last time in an action movie that I think like you are a very passable action star in this fist fight. Yes. And so if you want to know, like, when was it that Liam Neeson was, like, still believably an action star? Like, for sure, this one. It was definitely still there. For sure. Because they put him in a small plane. (laughs) Uh, This movie is like Taco Bell Breakfast. This is my simile of the day. I don't know. That doesn't sound like a compliment. I don't know. Here's the thing most people have not tried Taco Bell Breakfast. That's true. But there is, like, a breakfast crunch wrap. That is surprisingly good. Really? But you have to go into it with Taco Bell expectations. Right. So if you go into this movie with Taco Bell expectations, you'll be delighted that the breakfast is actually pretty fun. Okay. Very good. That that sounded like a backhanded compliment, but I'll take it. (laughs) I'll take it. All right. Here's the spoiler horn. All right. So we're going to talk about the ending. Is it the ending now we talk about? Yeah. Do you want to talk about the, the beginning? Wait, what about the beginning? Nothing about the beginning. Just what other thing other than the ending? <laughs> I don't, I don't I know what you're referring to. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I forgot what it said that we were going to talk about after the spoiler horn. Okay. It was the ending. So the bad guy is Tom Bowen, who I saw him at the beginning of this movie, and I thought, oh, yeah, that's the bad guy. And then throughout the whole movie, I thought, oh, maybe I was wrong. And then I was like, oh, yes, I've seen this before. Of course, he's the bad guy. Right, <laughs> right, right. Because in my brain, yes, he's bad. So there are two bad guys, Zach, who's up in first class, right. who is like the jerk to him. And yeah. then there's like uh, the other guy. I have to say, if you're a terrorist and you're kind of using um, a an air marshal as your fall guy, maybe don't anger him by like being a jerk during the TSA line mm. like Zach was. Like, shouldn't you... And he also, the other guy, asked him outside while they were both smoking, like, hey, where are you flying to? Or like, tried to engage him in conversation. Why would at all you be memorable? Right. Shouldn't you just like, he's the guy. He's your Mark. His literal name is Marks. He is your Mark. (laughs) Bill Marks. Bill Marks. Yeah, don't. Why would you ever interact with him? Don't sit by him. Don't talk to him don't like why you should just be a faceless nameless member of the crew yeah but i guess there's also the strategy of if you interact like clearly you're not hiding something because you would avoid if you were planning something bad you know what i mean i feel like you go both ways i kind of like that for zach who's up there who kind of like helps out with the like them uh doing the whole you know the whole phone thing right that's fine but the other guy who's back in coach (laughs) why did you ever interact with him yeah i get it did you believe his motivation at all like he has the whole speech at the end talking about why he's no it was kind of weak to me the whole thing was weak weak, like listen this our security is 
not good and we have to do this so that they we up security it's like well, it was a it was a bit of like i don't believe any of that i feel like they should have just strictly made it about money and the guy like <laughs> leaving and getting his money and just framing liam neeson but the yeah the, the whole um i don't know another, another <laughs> thing is i do feel like both of them both of the bad guys acted too convincingly like good guys during the rest of it like he well, was all shaky with the gun and he was all like uh you know was super when he was like pulled around by liam neeson he was all like scared and stuff and yeah i do feel like in real this is weird to say in real life but like if you're going to be like this criminal mastermind person who's planning to like take down a plane with maybe you're inside it, maybe you're not like, I don't think you can be like, and I would have liked to see some like holes in their acting performance, but I think it was very much like the part of the suspense was, well, don't ever think that these guys are the bad guys so that we stun them when they are. And it's like, well, I, you needed a few breadcrumbs. I I think that would have been helpful because they were, going so hard on Corey Stoll as being the bad guy. Right. It was, it did feel like, uh, well, I, I would, I did, I did waffle back and forth. Like maybe he's the bad guy. Maybe he's not because they're trying so hard. It would have been nice to add a couple other like knives out. These are all equally possible suspects. A few more suspicious care. Like, yeah, the one guy that he dragged to the front who oh, had the yeah. phone in his jacket was so meek and like so <laughs> not you got the wrong, totally not, not the guy yeah. not the guy yeah not the guy at all also the people doing background checks on every single person on that manifest needed to say hey you got two people that uh served in iraq after 9-11 yeah that is true that, they could be people of interest who maybe have like ptsd like the guy on the phone's like, listen, everyone on the plane is clear. I was like, well, statistically, that's not Obvi- true. <laughs> yeah, obviously not. You have some people who've committed crimes. There's no useful information you have found from <laughs> We have deeply nothing on checking. everyone except you. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's not, that's impossible yeah. for yeah, a swatch right. of society. That was not, not accurate. But anyway, I will say the ending, which is, the hero of the movie, like you said, the co-pilot who like dive bombs the plane down to a lower altitude. From between two like fighter F-18s planes. or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Like that whole final action scene, I was there for all of it. I loved the co-pilot the during slow it. Mo- but what about the slow motion Liam Neeson shoot? Was that a little much for you or were you, you were in for that it? Might, that might have been a little much, but it was like, uh, I'm good. Like I'm in it. You know, I'm in the movie. I, it was it was fine. Like I was down for it all. You know the fact that no one died <laughs> except the guys that got shot. Like a little unbelievable, but also I'm here for it. I yeah. I, I enjoyed it. People got thrown around that plane hard. Oh yeah, that's right. You got to keep your seatbelt on at all times. Well, that little girl. Yeah, that's what you fell. learned from this? Yeah, the yeah, little girl. The little fell, girl. Yeah, was for sure. I mean, I liked her character. I liked yeah, her little she Paddington was good. bear. I thought she was good. As a dad, I feel much more worried about little kids. Apparently, she was the only little kid on this flight. Also, yeah. I just discovered something while mm-hmm. sleuthing here on IMDb. Yeah. Remember near the beginning of the movie how there was the younger woman with the older man in first class that was kicking his seat? Oh, and she yeah, was like the beautiful weird. younger woman? Yeah. After that scene where they check her phone, does she disappear from this movie? That's a good point. 
I don't think I ever saw her again. I don't think I saw her again either. Yeah. I and think she, she did. had got so much screen time at the beginning. Yeah. She never pops up again. I was suspicious of her at the beginning. I don't think she was ever like, I don't remember her getting off the plane. Like people, extra extras that aren't extras always got screen time. Like right. you saw them jumping off. You saw everyone like reconnected. Did we ever see her again? No, I don't think so. I think that is kind of a, a fail. She flew out that. She flew out the hole inside of the plane. Oh, maybe. Even though Nancy <laughs> said, did. "Hey, everyone's accounted for. Everyone is accounted for." I was like, well, "You mean so you got the dead guy in the bathroom, dead guy in the thing, the pilot and the dead pilot in the front, and, <laughs> and then the every other person, woman. and then, then the, the two terrorists who died, and the one guy that got shot, but everyone else." Yeah, totally she fine. said it like all's good. Everyone's all's good. good. Everybody's fine. Nobody worry. And oh, then at the very good. end, my my favorite thing is Julianne Moore and Liam Neeson oh, meet yeah. up afterwards, and basically she's like he he smiles at her, and there's supposed to be like a love interest thing going yeah, on. Yes. and she's like, and he goes, "Where are you going?" She says, "Well, that depends." <laughs> Wait, hold. Well, it's like. No, that doesn't work because whether he likes it or not, Liam Neeson's probably going to go either to jail or some sort of like long lengthy court thing for a while. So no, you are not going like home with Liam Neeson in Iceland or whatever. I thought I thought there was an implication like he was talking to his boss guy on the phone and there was kind of like a wink wink like you know, we know there's a he bunch said, of money I'll in have, that account. No, he's basically but, like I'll have your back. Yeah, he also said to his boss his boss says, we're going to need that money back. And Liam Neeson goes, what money? I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure if I would joke about the fact that I'm going to keep 150. I would. Well, would you just. Or do you think it's like for you not listening to me, I deserve $150 million? Maybe. Or at least a percentage of it. I mean, I feel like with that much money, you could probably reasonably disappear. Right. Sure, I'm sure his life's gonna be fine after this. I'm sure the problems that he had before aren't won't be exacerbated at all from this situation. Maybe Julianne Moore makes all the difference, and they go off to Fiji or whatever. We still don't know why Julianne Moore was on that flight, do we? Uh, no, no, we don't know. <laughs> okay, listeners, let us know what you thought of Nonstop. You can comment on our Instagram at Movies Moore on the Side. Was the bad guy the whole time? No, no, no. Make and you should- trilogy. <laughs> No, there's definitely not a trilogy. That would be amazing if every Liam Neeson movie was like somehow connected. Yeah. Like there was some loose thread between them I get, all. Maybe the, maybe the commuter is the sequel. Oh, that's a good point. Vera Farmiga is the, the scarier redhead. Right. Anyway, uh, you should also listen to our bonus episode because we talked a lot about The Little Mermaid and Pinocchio, and it was very good. So you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts directly and access those bonus episodes or patreon.com slash movies on the side. And as we always say, I'm not hijacking this plane. I'm trying to save it. (laughs) What is that? She had a magic ribbon. Very powerful. It'll protect you just like your daddy. That's the great. To see it. Are you doing Jim I Carrey? In my pocket. I carry it all the time. Here it is. Here. You wrap it around your hand just like that. That's it. Hold on to it now. Yes. Yes. I am Bill Marks. I, that's good. I'm here. Whoa. It's getting better. What? I'm, follow me. We'll fight the White Witch together.
Release the Kraken. How did your accent I'm, get I'm, bit? Your impression I, got better as I that know, went on. I think it was the gra- I think the more gravelly it got. Yeah, it's got to be gravelly. That's the thing. You can. You just handed out pamphlets. Would have been a lot easier. Some, you want to know how I got these scars? Something. How do you do that voice? How do you do that? Is it low? You want to know how I got these? <laughs> <laughs> 